0: It is good to be in a situation in which we show our own responsibility for His creation.
1: This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. Today we set our sights on a new year, year B— which begins this Sunday, as does the season of Advent. That also means we're starting our third year of chapter, verse, and season. We started in fall 2021 with year C. This past year, we've been journeying through year A, and now here we are in year B with the gospel according to Mark. This episode, we have Fulker Lapine, Horace Tracy Pitkin Professor of Historical Theology, and Vassilius Marinus, Associate Professor of Christian Art and Architecture. They're discussing Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37, which is appointed for the first Sunday of Advent in year B. Here's the text. Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. Jesus said to his disciples, From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the sun, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake.
0: So apocalyptic stuff we we, we have here on this text there and so well matching to what we experience in our times. So it speaks about how nature changes. It, it speaks about sun and moon. It, it could also speak about uh, flooding on the earth, uh, about hurricanes, about all what we see in this time of climate change, uh, this time of the earth warming up. So it feels somehow like this speaks about our time which would mean in the context of this text our time is quite close to last events
2: yeah so extreme weather gives us a foretaste of uh, the end of days in, in a sense it's um the, the apocalyptic language here which has a long tradition of course in uh, uh, in Jewish literature is quite uh, uh, interesting the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and and so on and i think the passage here makes it clear that uh, when the times the time comes for the son of man to arrive uh, it will be Absolutely evident to everybody. And of course, this passage, Mark thirteen in general, has a series of predictions, and and this is just uh, you know, the conclusion of it. And watching the Son of
0: Man first of all means being watchful to him. You might wonder if if that asks us just to sit there to wait for him, carefully listen if if there's something that says us he's coming. And, in this way, looking away from from the world, I would think something is in this text that says waiting for Jesus Christ, being watchful is also being means also being watchful for this world and uh, if if we think about how will Jesus Christ meet us in what situation will he meet us? It is good to be in a situation in which we show our own responsibility for his creation.
2: Yes, so verses 32 and following underscore this necessity for watchfulness and uh, I don't think this is meant here to encourage people to just abandon everything and wait for Jesus to arrive, but uh, uh, rather live a righteous life and the expectation of uh, uh, the Lord's uh, return. In, in uh, Mount Athos, um is a monastic community in what is today greece uh there is this tradition that uh in, in some cases uh, uh the uh, the monks there uh, sleep wearing not uh you know the equivalent of pajamas but rather a cassock and when you ask them why this happens is because they say well the lord might return and we need to be presentable <laughs> or we need to be ready what uh, an amazing story <laughs> and uh, of course Again, the the moral of the story is not this, perhaps not very consequential detail, but everything, in, in, in every way, including our clothes, we need to be uh, ready and expecting the coming or the return of the Lord. There's an anecdote
0: saying that Martin Luther has had sometimes, even if the world would fall apart tomorrow, I would plant a, an apple tree. It is not from Luther. It was invented in the 20th century. However... He could have said this uh, or he should have said this uh, because I I think that makes this tangent clear that we know this world somehow is going to an end, maybe not that close as this text suggests, Um, even if sometimes we get the feeling the, the developments are quicker and quicker, but it goes to an end. And nevertheless, we have to care for it eh? and we have to plant our apple trees or we have to prevent the next catastrophe coming from from storms or or whatever. So waiting for Jesus Christ does not say doing nothing about what is um, said to be a sign of this coming here.
2: So this passage has a couple of verses that have confused uh, people. They're difficult to understand. Uh, First one is verse 30. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. And the second is verse 32. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. I'm wondering uh, how... Lutherans, How do Lutherans understand these two verses? To begin with the second one, it was always
0: very important for Lutherans to say there's no exact day. So we are all the time expecting, awaiting. Uh, th- there were sometimes people who counted and who would say exactly in that year, when February it was 1577, um, the, the end would come. But Lutherans always would say no. That, that's not the way to deal with God. It is not to count, but uh, it is to being aware of God. And I think that's very important. It's more about our, our existence as faithful people than about something you, you could reckon with a computer. <laughs> and the other thing, yeah, that that always causes problems because obviously the generation Jesus spoke to has survived before all those things had taken place, that is usually more mainly in the sense that there is a kind of prolonging of this, which is an expression of God being so gracious to give us still the chance to live on this world.
2: Yeah, it's quite interesting, yes. For some Orthodox theologians, these verses have led them to, um, shall we say, interesting uh, interpretations. So, when it comes to verse thirty. Some people claim that it actually refers not to the coming of the Son of Man, but to what Jesus had mentioned before this uh, election, so the destruction of Jerusalem and so on. And when it comes to the Son not knowing, they, uh, again, this is not very easy to interpret, but some people have claimed that this is the the human nature of Son doesn't know, but the divine (laughs) does. And... um, the funniest of, of the ones that I read was that this is a, a God uh, or Christ essentially saying a white lie because he didn't want his apostles to keep asking him about the end of the world, which I think is a, uh, or a, an amusing way of, uh, sort of explaining away this complication here.
1: Thanks for listening. As we start our third year of chapter, verse, and season, I'm really grateful to everyone who's listened to the podcast or sent it to a friend. This is a weird medium because unlike social media or a call-in radio show, we don't get that instantaneous feedback. And so I'm grateful to everyone who's let me know that the work that we're doing here is meaningful to you. Thank you. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor, Joel Baden, production manager, Kelly Morrissey, associate producer, Aiden Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer, Helena Martin. And our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.